Welcome. Welcome to Misinformation, a love story. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Ashley. We did really good with a volley just then. Yes, we did. Taking on different sentences. Indeed. Phrases. We're getting practiced. We're getting we're getting better. <laughs> we should just say it at the same time because that's to me really creepy and like we children should, of the corn. Yeah. <laughs> like very monotone. Let's not do that. I love that. I love that journey for us. Um, I'd ask you how your week was, except for we both talked about how tired we are. It's been a shit show, yes. I mm. might go to bed after recording this and just call it a day. You know what? That doesn't sound bad. I'm probably going to... I don't drink on the weekdays, but I think I will probably have something to drink when I get home. Same. Oh, <laughs> just one of those weeks. I will say, we were just talking about this, but um, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about Drag Story Hour. And speaking of gender norms mm-hmm. and sort of breaking the mold, I saw Billy Porter live at The Gamage on... Sunday and he was amazing. That sounds like so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I don't work for Billy Porter, but if you ever get a chance, you must if he's ever touring again. It was just very cool. Lots of costume changes, which I loved. Oh yeah. And apparently he had different like he doesn't always know what outfit he's gonna put on. So it's like oh. different depending on the city he's in. That's cool. And um it was a very, very cool crowd. Everybody was super excited. It was awesome. Just felt like so uplifting. I walked out of there like, did I just go to church? Like this is kind yeah. of, I feel the spirit. Nice. I love it. So, um, drag queens, tell me what your thoughts are. Love them. Politically speaking. Politically speaking. <laughs> would love one to uh, run for governor of uh, Arizona. I would love that. Yeah. No, I love drag Maybe queens. Barbara Seville. I've been a big, huge fan of the art of drag for a very long time. Yeah, you and Jack both love like drag race. We're over the whole drag race thing. Mm-hmm. If anybody um who's familiar with the jo- with the show knows, they started out on Logo, then v- went to VH1 and now are on MTV and unfortunately the progression of more mainstream has not we don't think has been like great for the show. Mm. And we just kind of have lost interest. But I love how like much visibility the show gave to drag like on a national stage. I actually think that things like Drag Story Hour exist because of drag race and things like like Mm -hmm. I think that that really helped. It did. Yeah. Push, you know, it gave like drag queens weren't just this. um, It wasn't just this thing that you saw the show at nightclubs anymore. It was like in your house and it was you got to see the humor because they're so fucking funny yeah and um the creativity that goes into it it's not just you know some what some people think it is which we'll talk about but yeah it's an art i feel i have to say i admittedly feel a bit like an asshole because i've never been to an actual like intentional drag show i have been to charlie's like we'll do new year's parties and i've been to okay. a little new year's parties at charlie's which is a very popular gay club in phoenix in phoenix i'd say it's an institution eh, yeah i mean a little bit well whether it's a good good one or a bad one it's there um <laughs> it's it is there but i uh um i went and had did they did like a new year's party a few years ago and there it was hosted by drag queens and it was fucking hilarious yeah and so i'm going to a drag brunch for the first time on Saturday with my brother and my fiance, because you got, I feel like it's such an awesome art form. It has to be supported. So I'm going to go do more shows. I think go see some and be a part of it. Cause it's a fun little community. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I've been to a ton of drag shows, but I've never been to a drag brunch. That's on my list of things to do. I will let you know how it is. Please do. I can't, uh, 
Can't wait to hear the stories. Oh, yeah. I once saw a drag queen beat the shit out of a guy. And it was awesome. It was some, it was at, it was again at Charlie's. Um, I love that. Tell me more. <laughs> um, I, we were, I think I was outside. It was back when I smoked and I was like smoking a cigarette. And there was this guy walking past the bar who was like talking shit to this drag queen and like saying really shitty offensive words and all this stuff. And the drag queen, I will say, definitely was like, you need to back up, like giving a warning. It didn't happen. I think the guy like put his hand on her and she like beat his ass. Mm. I watched it happen in real time and nobody did anything to help him. We all yeah. just like sat back and we're like, cool. Um, <laughs> wig and everything stayed on. Of course it did. It was amazing. Uh, and then when it was done, uh, she walked back inside and he laid there crying and we all just left him. Even the bouncer was like, well, bro, you shouldn't have fucking fucked around. So, I mean, I feel like that's a good story to live by. Like, Drag queens do not fuck around. They'll give you a warning, but yeah, then you'll probably get the shit beat out of you if yeah. you don't stop. Somebody who lives that proudly and confidently in themselves every single day, mm -hmm. um, I don't think they have a lot of, there's not a lot to be afraid of when you're just some fucking straight guy yelling right. at you. Like, come on. Why was there a straight guy at Charlie's to begin he was with? Just like walking by, like oh. it was like the park in the parking lot because you had to go kind of away from the door to smoke, and right. so that's where we were at. Um, but mm. it was like, oh my god, it was <laughs> aggressive. Straight boy made a mistake. Made a mistake. Well, and again, like you, he did that because he thought he was going to have the upper hand. And right. Right. Yeah. Like no, 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 no. I wouldn't. <laughs> Like, do you know how the gay rights movement started? It started with a, a riot and drag queens like literally beating the shit out of cops with bricks and high heels. So like, calm down. Yeah. It's a thing. Do your history. Um, <laughs> and trans women. And trans women. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To absolutely. Trans women threw the first brick. Yeah. At the riots. I believe that's true. Mm. It was the same week as Judy Garland's funeral. Like, not in a good mood, guys. Yeah. They were like, they picked the wrong week to fuck with this. <laughs> exactly. It's over. Exactly. It's fucking over. Um, I just hope somewhere over the rainbow was playing in the background of all of that. I'm sure they figured out how to make it happen. Ugh. They sound they sounded like a resourceful crew. They were. <laughs> well, let me ask you, um, do you know do you know much about Drag Story Hour? Oh what do yeah. You, what do you know of it? Um, I know it's a thing that's been happening at local libraries for years and years now. Um, and I know that there are some you know, really worked up Republicans out there acting like, A, it's a brand new thing that just started, and B, it's a, you know, event that facilitates pedophilia from <laughs> drag queens. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely been, I think, misinterpreted, mm -hmm. for sure. The uh, mission of Drag Story Hour, so I looked it up, it started in 2015 um, by Radar Productions and an author named Michelle T, mm -hmm. who writes progressive stories for adults and kids. Oh. Um, and the official description, uh, it's described as storytellers using the art of drag to read books to kids in libraries, schools, and bookstores. It captures the imagination and play of the gender fluidity of children and gives kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models. Uh, in spaces like this, kids are able to see people who defy rigid gender restrictions and imagine a world where everyone can be their authentic selves. Love that. I, I think it's such a beautiful mission. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And any parent should want their kid to be their authentic, true mm -hmm. self. I mean, yeah. some kids are really fucking embarrassing. Don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> I, being one of those kids that when I was younger. But so to give sort of like a, a timeline here, 
when it started. It started in 2015 and it kind of went off without a hitch for a little while. Like it seemed like there wasn't a lot of aggression or opposition to Drag Story Hour. I'm, I have to believe because when it first started, it was so un, like unheard of and not very popular. Right. But it starts to pick up a little bit in, in 2018. There was a, a protest that was a, a bit public, but it was a uh, church group um, called Warriors for Christ. Mm. Can we just real quick with that fucking name? Yeah. No, thank you. Um, they really love those like macho, like Christian soldiers and shit like that. But Warriors for Christ, they met at a Michigan library at the same time that a drag story hour was happening in the same building. Mm-hmm. And they did a prayer. Right. Where they prayed publicly while the story hour was going on. Because that's a thing, again, as an ex-Christian that they use, they do, they love public right. prayer, which is actually... If they read the Bible, they would know that that's actually not appropriate. No, no. Because while you think you're protesting to us, it just looks like everybody's playing hide and seek, but you forgot to hide. <laughs> and everyone's oh. just seeking and counting. Like, it doesn't look right. That's sad. But that was kind of the first one that that cropped up was like that. Uh, it was, it was uh, definitely not offensive or aggressive. But then in 2019, we start to see some protests around Drag Story Hour. There's one... That and let me get the it was in Brooklyn where uh, they were so the protesters were so loud, you know, there wasn't any violence, but they were so loud. They were accusing the library and the drag queen who was do, performing the story hour of being child abusers. Mm-hmm. They're being so loud that the drag queen actually had to um, get the kids to like roar really loudly just to drown it out. Oh, my God. Good Which thinking, is, though. Good thinking. Quick on your feet. Creative. Yeah. What's really funny to me is like you're so concerned with the the these children and how they're being impacted, but like you're not actually considering these children and how they're being impacted as these protesters, you know? So I just found that fascinating. Again, peppering with some, you know, we have in 2021, Lauren uh, Boebert makes a... Uh, mm, Lobo. Oh. Uh, mm, one of my faves. One of mine, too. Um, she, she made a tweet saying that the drag queen, uh, story hour leader and former CEO of cream city foundation, uh, which was a nonprofit organization that actually, um, like grant scholarships and things to okay. LGBTQ. So it's a noteworthy foundation. Uh, but the former leader of drag story hour was arrested, um, for child pornography. And some of that is true. It's, okay. You know, this guy was arrested. He was the uh, CEO, the prior CEO of Cream City Foundation, but not, it had nothing to do with Drag Story Hour. Okay. So bringing, kind of conflating those two things in that one tweet, and of course, not admitting that you're wrong, which is something that I think she and most Republicans are known for, I think started getting the wheels turning. Interesting. But it wasn't until June of 2022 that things really fucking exploded for uh, this sort of, you know, uh, opposition to drag queen and this like rhetoric that you hear now about how they're groomers and all this. Right. I was shocked at how tight the timeline was on all this because it is quite shocking. One of the first things that happens in June is our favorite queen of Arizona, Carrie Lake, Mm. that, that national story. Yeah. My queen. My queen. (laughs) Oh, fucking hate her. She, uh, (laughs) in one of her ads, cause she was, you know, she wanted to be whatever the governor, uh, governor, uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> which we're still dealing with, by the way. Yeah, um, it's not stopping. It's not. She, I mean, it's not going anywhere, but it's also not stopping. No, yeah. <laughs> like, keep doing it. I guess you're distracted. Um, her ad says, um, they kicked God out of schools and welcomed the drag queens. Let's bring back the basics. God's guns and glory. Mm. Uh, Yeehaw. And at that point, Barbara Seville, who you were familiar with, because love. Yeah, I don't I didn't know anything about Barbara Seville. But, yeah. you know, uh, was is a drag queen here in Phoenix and was like, no, 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 no. I have receipts uh, <laughs> and made this public statement. And I believe it was even on like Facebook, mm-hmm. um, probably just to make sure that Carrie Lake would see it. Um, but posted on uh, Facebook, uh, I've been per- I've performed for Carrie's birthday. I performed in her home with children present and I performed. Uh, for her at some of the seediest bars in Phoenix. She's come to my parties and he essentially uh, called her a complete hypocrite. Which, yeah. Which was awesome. I fucking, I fucking love Barbara Seville. She is an institution in Phoenix. And I, yes, I watched all of this play out in real time on social media and I lived for every minute of it. And I just don't understand when you're Carrie Lake, how you say something like that, knowing there are pictures out there. Like you must be so dumb and not think that you're going to get caught. But like, Number one, it's not, there's nothing wrong with being a drag queen. It's actually really uplifting. Those, right. you know, those shows when you, you know, that's kind of their mission. But like to to make that statement, knowing that you've right. got a friend who's a drag, like mm-hmm. you're dumb. Yeah. Not only like, yeah, a friend, somebody you've invited into your home. Yeah. It just kept going like, oh, your friends. Does that mean she like came to shows? Yeah. But she actually did shows in her home for her. Right. Like that's. What were you thinking? Carrie. Clearly you weren't. Carrie. Carrie. Hmm. Come on, Carrie. You dumb bitch. You dumb bitch. She's so <laughs> stupid. Um, but so so that happened. Okay. And she's got a big voice. Carrie Lake does, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people, yeah. for whatever fucking reason, they listen to her. Um, she was, uh, well, she was on the news here for God knows how long. Like yeah. 20, 30 years before she decided that she wants to be what a supreme ruler. Supreme, of, yes. Of the desert. <laughs> I would like to be supreme ruler of the desert. Supreme empress. Yeah. yeah, she's crazy. Well, and so that happens in June of 2022. Okay. Along with all these other statements and events. So like Natural News posts mm. a story about um, a drag queen named Anastasia Diamond in Pennsylvania who was accused of 25 counts of child pornography, which is like, oh my God, that's so scary. Except for that story's not substantiated. It's only on a few other really right-wing mm. news st- sources, but nowhere else. Like you can't even find anything about it. And this is seemingly a real drag queen named Anastasia Diamond, but I, you can't find anything about this story, this arrest, nothing. So I'm like, okay, interesting. So that happens. Ron DeSantis uh, makes his own statements talking about drag shows and that they put money into the underwear and that's really inappropriate for children to be around. What the fuck? That's what he said. But like, that's not a thing. But I'm like, do you have you been to a drag show? I don't think you know you have the uh, rep from Florida, uh, Anthony uh, Sabatini. I think that's how you say it. Proposed to terminate parental rights of adults uh, and make it a felony if they bring their children to see a drag show. This is all still in June. Okay. Um. We have a Republican state representative, Brian Slayton, uh, who said that he would propose a bill banning drag shows wherever there's minors present. And then a bunch of Arizona Republicans wrote a joint statement. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, they said uh, if men want to dress as women and if adults want to participate in watching these hyper-sexualized performances, they have the freedom to do so. I fucking know. Uh, It crosses the line when kids are subjected to these drag shows and they added that they're complete and utter perversion to children. So, hmm. so June is a big month apparently for drag queens in politics because hmm. out of nowhere it sort of explodes. It's a thing, all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, 
Uh, and it's also a misconception of what a drag show is that's yes. fueling all of this. You and I know, and I've never, I'm just going to, like I said, I'd never been to an official drag show. Mm-hmm. Number one, they're comedy shows is yes. what they are. Okay. There is adult language and adult jokes mm-hmm. at these things. I know that. But people aren't like having sex on stage. No, it's not like, okay, there is a huge spectrum of drag and you can go, if it, like especially in a big city like San Francisco or LA, you can go find some really hardcore, like artistic shit. Yeah. That's, yeah, probably not appropriate for children, but more often than not, it's an event of jokes and lip syncing and it's like no different than in some cases would you wouldn't take your kid with you to these comedy clubs out in scottsdale where it's like two drink minimum 21 and over like it's adult language it's adult themes right yes there is tipping at at a drag show i've never i've never seen anybody tuck a buck Mostly because drag queens are like in a full like there's a lot going on right. with their so there's it's, n- it's not like a strip club. Stripping. It's not a strip club <laughs> where there's a woman like put it in my panties. Yeah, you hold out the dollar and you wait respectfully until they come on by. <laughs> or if you're not, you know, maybe a five, maybe a ten. Yeah, something like that. I Tip mean, your drag queens well. I'm gonna. I'm going to bring $5 bills because yes. what I don't want is I don't want to be called out for being a bad tipper by a drag queen because I think right? they would do it and they have every right to do so. Yeah, like I've, that I've tipped costs as large as, as 20s. Like, yeah. But they come and they take and they're like, woo, and they, you know, maybe victory shake in the air right. and then into the bra or they just walk around with cash in their hand. Like, right. there's no... Watch a TikTok about, like, it's all out there. It all exists. I've seen that on the internet. Like, right. I know that they're not laying on the floor with their legs in the air and you're sliding money into their underwear like that's not happening into so, whatever orifice or whatever you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not it's not like they're and there's and again there's nothing wrong with with strippers children obviously should not no, be but at that's strip shows. exactly that's a that's an adult space that is defined in as an adult space but it's like right. here's the thing <laughs> here's here's the sitch so having been to a shitload of drag drag shows, I've never experienced anybody trying to bring their kid to the bar to see like a bar drag show because you don't bring your children to the bar. Thank God. Stay the fuck out of my bar right. with your children. Yeah. Yes, yes, However. Yes. It's bad enough they're in movie theaters. Yeah. Get them the fuck I, out of the bar. That's right. Our, our place. <laughs> this is my space. Yeah. But the bigger RuPaul shows that I've been to, and I haven't been in a very long time, but we've been to a bunch of them from back in the day from when they were on Logo and then briefly after they switched to VH1. And in almost every one, let's say that I've been to like five of those shows. In almost every one, the the drag queen, whoever's emceeing is like, did anybody bring any children tonight? And there's always one straight woman who's like, I brought my 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like all about it. And the drag queen every single time is like, that's that's great for you, but I hope that you understand that this is not a show for children. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, like, filthy swearing. There's going to be adult jokes. Like, this is not a children's show. Right. It's Stay not, at your own risk. It's not a sex show. It's not a sex show. But it is not yeah. appropriate for children because the, the language, some of the, 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 probably there's jokes with sexual content. Like, I went and mm-hmm. saw, years and years and years ago, I went and saw Whitney Cumming. I don't know if you know who she is. I've heard the name. Uh, she's a comedian. She was very funny. But halfway through the show and we're at the Tempe Improv, she looks down and she's like, how fucking old are you? And it was some kid. And she looks at the parents and goes, you brought your fucking kid to see my show? Like, this is... This is inappropriate. (laughs) I've been swearing the whole night. Like, what's wrong with you? And you could almost see the rest of the show 
she almost Whitney Cummings looked uncomfortable. Now I don't know if she was or wasn't. Yeah. But I have to imagine that that's like such a bummer because it's like I don't I don't want to disappoint the people who came to see me, but I'm also not going to clean up my act for this kid. So I hope that oh, this yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. I have to like I know that they're what you're saying that drag queens are like this is not for them. Mm-hmm. There nobody's fucking on stage, no. but. And nobody's going to get like beat to shit. It's just going to be dirty jokes. And so you have to be ready if you're if you're taking your kid to a drag show that that's it. It's adult humor. Exactly. It's nev- nothing more than adult humor. But ultimately, the thing that really pisses me off, that really just, just grinds my gears, oh. gets me going, <laughs> is that a drag show is not drag story hour. It is not. A drag show will have adult themes and adult language and adult jokes. That are not appropriate for children. Mm-hmm. But when that drag queen is done with their show and they wake up the next morning and go to the library for their drag story hour, they are extremely professional and they're there for the children. And so they change their entire act to make sure that whatever they're doing is appropriate for children. Exactly. And that is the misconception I think that's out there is that these drag queens who do these really funny shows for adults are taking their bit to fucking kids and like being trying them out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, they're not doing, they're definitely not doing that. It's people making laws about stuff that they literally don't fucking know about. Yeah, no, they don't. You've never never been been, to a drag show. They've never been to it. They've, you know, never looked anything up about it. Right. And gender Gender norms are kind of fucking weird sometimes, especially with children. With children, they don't sometimes, they see Elsa, for instance, Mm -hmm. and they think that's really fun and colorful and bright, and they want to be that. Right. If they're boys, sometimes they want to be that. When me and my brother were younger, we always identified and connected with, like, the female in the the movie because... I mean, that's more along the lines of our, our, you know, we're more empathetic, we're more, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But we were like punished for liking some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it really was like a long time of being scared of, you know, gender and making sure I was being a boy and not a girl, which was weird. So it's just, yeah, it's, I love this idea that kids can like be, if, if no matter who you are, like no matter what gender you are, which even that's a huge, huge conversation that I know I always fuck up, even though I don't ever mean to, but like, it's cool that these kids have these spaces where they can say, fuck that. I'm just going to be me during this particular story hour or whatever and feel confident about that. Yeah. It's just about feeling like comfortable in your own skin and not making a big deal about something that should not be made a big deal about in the first place. When you say big deal, do you mean like laws banning it? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, 2022 for the rest of 2022, we'll go on with, uh, you know, calling drag queens groomers and more and more of this like terrible rhetoric about how awful drag queens are for children and all of this stuff and that brings us to today Mm. since just january of this year there have been 32 anti-drag bills or excuse me 32 anti-drag bills have been filed in 18 states at least 32 in 18 states this is one of those states unfortunately You're telling me that there are no other pressing issues in any of these states that require, like, come the fuck on. I know. 
I'm going to name the states. And if it's too long, you can cut it. Okay, (laughs) we'll do. But um, at least 32 anti-drag bills have been filed in Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia. First off, not surprised by any of those. No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> there wasn't by the one list. that I was like, "What? Oh my god! <laughs> how, how did this happen?" But it's true. I mean, it's but here we are. Mm-hmm. And so, in digging into some of these bills, trying to understand a little bit more about the context, why they're I don't understand the context, right. but. Here's some of the, I'll just give you some of like the the attributes, or if you will, of these bills. Some of them define a drag show uh, as someone performing while using dress, makeup, and mannerisms associated with a gender other than the one assigned to them at birth. Mm. Some of them include lip syncing within their definition. So like that's what? banned. Um, and then some designate that an establishment that hosts drag performance is considered an adult or sexually oriented business, which makes it illegal in some cases for those businesses to be located within a certain distance of schools or residential areas. So if you're like a library that puts on a drag story hour, potentially that library is now an adult business and can't be around a school or residential area. And so that's, it got me thinking, you know, that's kind of wild. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Where does that end is my question is like, because if you're talking about, can like somebody perform? Could you and I go to right. fucking, I don't know, even here in Arizona, let's say the bill passes. Can you and I get on a stage and perform while you're wearing pants? Right. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be allowed on the stage to begin with because I have short hair. Yeah, they'd be the like, short hair of a man. You need to wear a wig. All of a sudden you look more like a drag queen than... <laughs> yeah, I probably would. <laughs> With like make makeup and yeah. shit. Like something, something's oh my happening. God. But like that's that to me is where... Hold on. So you can redefine how people present themselves then. Yeah. That's like that. Yeah. That's extremely dangerous and in historically problematic territory right there, as we've seen already play out in world war two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That old chestnut. Oh dear. So, so that's my, my concern is like, okay, so how does this, you know, I don't think that bills like these will ever really live even though, so the the one that passed, which is interesting is that it was in Tennessee, the Mm -hmm. current governor, Bill Lee, um, was on national news for, uh, these photos that surfaced of him dressing in drag in his yearbook when he was in high school. Funny enough, like you were able to do it, Bill, but now nobody else can because they actually passed their bill Mm -hmm. and, uh, it does ban, uh, and threaten misdemeanor or felony charges against uh, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to uh, a prurient um, or uh, encouraging sexual interest in sexual matters. Sort of that uh, that vibe, I guess. I it's all of this fucking fanfare. Like this is a lot of shit. It is that's happening, making a big big deal. You really are. I'm going to get this number wrong, but I believe it's about 30,000 30, children in this, company, in this country go to sleep hungry every night or some shit like that. Like there's like... Yeah, there's like sh- material problems that yeah. are affecting children out there and you're throwing a fit over something that's not an issue. That's not an issue. Everybody can either... The people are either happy with it or they're not, but it's not an issue that we need to worry about or, or legislate at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you don't know anything about it. You are showing your ass. Um, anybody <laughs> that voted for these fucking assholes right. should be upset that they are wasting their time drafting legislation about content that they haven't even fucking researched. Yeah. Go to a drag show. 
and then make your opinion. Because if you go to a drag show, you'll realize this is not what you think it is. Go to a drag story hour and maybe you don't want your kid to have fluid sort of this fluid Ideals. gender experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's as, as a parent, you can sort of dictate that your kid is going to be fucked up, but like you can dictate that if you want to, but then just don't let your kid go to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like if that's so bothersome to you, just don't take your kid there. Right. It's not hard. So I love Robin Williams, but and he did, he was in some of my favorite kids movies. He was in Jumanji, which I yeah. loved. Uh, that movie was like fucking amazing. And then Aladdin and all this stuff. But then he has this, he was a stand-up comic, mm -hmm. fucking hilarious, but like dirty, dirty, dirty jokes. Yeah. And also was naked in movies, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I actually wrote down a list. He was naked in The Angriest Man in Brooklyn, World's Greatest Dad, Patch Adams, The Fisher King, and The Survivors. Those are movies that are good movies, but he was nude in them and then was in kids' movies. So like, are you saying that Robin Williams couldn't be in Jumanji because he was in adult movies? Right. I mean, the same the same logic goes for like Bob Saget, who mm. was a filthy, dirty comedian by night, but then was like America's, America's dad. Favorite dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like America's papa by day. And everybody like no one had a problem with that. No. And do you do you remember the first time you learned of his comedy? Because I do. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no. I mean, I was well into adult. I mean, first of all, I didn't really watch that much Full House as a kid. Like, I was aware of it and stuff. But I was probably, like, in college and, and found out, like, what a filthy, filthy man yeah. Bob Saget is. And I was like, oh, wow. I thought he was, like, this wholesome Disney-type dude. No. No, he was not. He didn't want that gig, I don't think. I, I don't mean, think he was... I don't think he really wanted to do that role but like he did he was great in both though that's the the beauty is like he was actually good he was convincing as the dad you know mr yeah. tanner or whatever his name was and really funny as a stand-up comedian but like that's the that's the thing that strikes me is so you're saying you can't be one because you're this but like we've that's been in entertainment forever is people yeah. doing being able to do both you go well you go where the fucking money is and kids go see whatever fucking movie is out there so right. it's a good way to make money but Anyways, I just I was thinking about that because I was so I find that a lot of conservatives really love to point fingers at things that they do. Mm -hmm. OK, I'm trying to remember. My brother told me something the other day and I'm trying to remember what it. Oh, um, accusation is admission. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, a huge thing. I think that's going around right now, especially with all the all the shit that is coming from the right. Like every accusation is almost like a projection. I forget the other word, but it's it's either a projection or a confession. Yeah. Like it's I'm I'm it's I'm rolling my eyes at like yeah. oh my God, but you do that. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So I, I try to find some stats. I have to tell you that um Googling some of this stuff was like <laughs> a little uncomfortable for I'm me. Sure. Um there there has to be something out there that makes these people think that drag queens are such a threat. And I can't find a single fucking story about a drag queen that sexually assaulted a child that yeah. was substantiated, um, which is just like, I mean, makes sense. But I'm also like, then why are we doing this? But I did find, uh, according to a Red Book article, Dr. Gene Abel, who's a researcher in the field of sexual violence for, he's been in it for over 25 years. 
claim that most men who molest little boys are not gay. Only 21% of the child molesters we studied who assaulted little boys were exclusively homosexual. Nearly 80% of the men who molested little boys were heterosexual or bisexual, and most of these men were married and had children of their own. Yeah, that tracks. It fucking does track. Yeah, I've never, I mean, like, I know it exists. I know that there are homosexual men out there that do, like, have committed pedophilia and are in trouble for that. But by and large, when you hear about it, it's a straight man, usually who has children, usually who is a friend or family member of, of the victim, yeah, of the victim's family. That's exactly it. I am so hyper aware of that perception right that gay adult gay men are pedophiles are pedophiles that when i'm around children i am so hyper aware of it that i am like cautious because i even though there's no impulse there obviously mm-hmm. i still am worried about what other everybody's thinking when they're looking at this interaction and i don't know if that's the truth with some drag queens or not i honestly don't i don't know you know if they feel that as well i know i do I know other gay men who've told me that they feel that they have to be careful because even though, you know, a, a dad can pick up and hug his son and it's fine. But if a gay guy does it, it's like, well, what do you, why, why did, did you, you do just that? touch my child? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's why, you know, a, a man, a gay PE teacher is all of a sudden really problematic. And it's like, or he could just be, you know, a gay guy and not a fucking pedophile. Like that could be it too. I don't right. know. So it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a mystery. It's interesting that people, I think people say, you know, if you're a man, you can't control your sexual urges is what it is. Mm. And I think they, they sort of let that be the excuse, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you always have control over that shit. Trump. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like that, that you bring up a good point though, because there's like many, many more recorded reasons for you to be worried about leaving your children alone with religious leaders than attending a drag queen story hour in public with other members of the public. Ashley, such a good point. I think we should talk about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it is a good point because the truth is, is that you, you know this, all the time there are stories of people who are being abused in churches and in other organizations that have nothing to do with gay people, with LGBTQ plus people, um, but they're constantly being um, harassed, abused, raped. I mean, it's yeah. like a nonstop fucking thing. Um, some of the big hitters, let's talk about the Southern Baptist Convention. What? Tell me. There was an investigation done uh, inside of the Southern Baptist Convention. There was a 205-page list that was released of hundreds of pastors and personnel accused of sexual abuse. It included more than 700 entries between 2000 and 2019. So with just under 20 years, 700 cases mm. where these survivor or these, uh, excuse me, yeah, these survivors and others would report these attacks or these uh, uh, encounters and they were ignored, disbelieved, or met with consistent and constant refrain that the Southern Baptist Convention could take no action due to its policy regarding church autonomy. And these people who were accused were just put right back into ministry. Yeah. Not a problem. So 700, I couldn't find one story about a drag queen that sexually abused or assaulted a a child. Yeah. Uh, Especially at drag story hour. Here in one, uh, one, one convention, one uh, sort of doctrine, we have 700 cases in less than 20 years. Yeah. 
I also can't find any laws that were created as an effect to protect the children, to protect the children from pastors. There isn't a law that says if you're in a Baptist church, you can't be left alone with a pastor as a child. Yeah. Because we have to prevent this obvious problem of pastors just yeah abusing children. And that's just one institution. Like we could probably make an entire episode, which we won't because that'll just be depressing and won't really do anything. But we could probably fill an entire episode just talking about recorded instances of sexual abuse in the Roman Catholic Church. Like it's not it's not a fucking <laughs> is that next on the it's list? Not, <laughs> I'm making a face. Uh no yeah. So the Catholic Church. Yeah. Why why not? Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> uh hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of allegations yeah. of sexual misconduct and abuse of children uh have been brought to the Catholic Church. So much so that the Pope has talked about working hard to take steps to end this epidemic. Jesus. It is so... No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mary and Joseph. Like, it's so... I mean, and I don't... You know that this is true because this is happening all the time. I actually know people who grew up Catholic that were abused in those situations. Yeah. It is also the same thing with the Baptist churches is that these these priests that are committing these horrible acts are not fired. They're just put in a different Yeah, let's just move parish. you. Yeah. We'll put you in a new pond with the, fresh meat. Exactly. Like, and let's just, no, nobody talk about it. Right? Just go about your business. Don't tell anybody that you did this and just keep your cool. Like that is, again, another theme that not only is it stopped, not only is there no legislation to keep it from happening, these people aren't punished. They're just put back into rotation so they can continue to fucking abuse more kids. Yeah. And drag queens are the problem that we're focused on today. Yeah. Because it's a projection or yeah. a confession. Yeah. There's a popular church called Hillsong Church. Uh, and the founder, Brian Houston, uh, allegedly told a man who had been repeatedly raped as a child by Houston's father, you know, this is all your fault. You tempted my father. So oh, again, okay. we have this situation where he couldn't... He's a man. He can't control his sexual impulse. What were you doing? What were you doing? Oshkosh, begosh, overalls. You, exactly. You tempted like, him. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so unhinged. It's really, and, and, and no accountability. I have one more, uh, one more institution and then we can uh, put that. Start drinking. Baby to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Boy Scouts. Oh. And what really bothers me about the Boy Scouts is that there is lots of opportunity. Uh-huh where kids are left alone. Yeah. And these leaders, these scout leaders are highly regarded as mentors. Parents really do trust that this organization has their kids' best interests in mind. Yeah. And I think in some cases it's good. I'm not saying every, obviously every scout leader is terrible, but there's a lot of opportunity. And I found a story about, uh, um, there was a 14 year old kid. His name was Adam and he was sexually abused by his scout leader and church mentor who was at the time 24 and his name was Brad Stowell. Mm. And that happened at Boy Scout camp. He went, uh, Adam went to the leaders and supervisors to tell them they brushed him off. And luckily Adam was courageous enough to take this to the police and something was done about it. But initially Stowell only received one week in prison for each of the ultimately two dozen boys that he confessed to molesting. Oh, God. 
So not even six months time in prison <sighs> for that. And then it comes out that he actually went to Stowell, the the, uh, the abuser, before all of this, went to his leader and told him, confess that I have these feelings and thoughts. And, uh, and not after a long time, he was called cured and sent back out into council boys again. No. So it's like this underlying or innate, like, we're just not going to pay attention to it and we're going to pretend it's not real or, you know, it's not that big of a deal, just like move on or whatever. But these people just keep getting not not only are they being found out in some cases, but they're they're not being punished. They're just being rotated again back into yeah. this these situations where they can do this. It's bad enough to do to do to have one kid be fucked up from something like this. But 24. Yeah. Kids. That's- you know, it, it you laugh, but when you're done laughing, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm more, I do, I do get a little worried. Like I said, I'm going to a drag brunch this weekend and I plan on going to more drag shows because I think that they are uplifting and they are a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a special, like, it's very apparent when you go to a drag, like drag show that you are in a very a special space. It's like, you can be who you are. Like you've been, I don't know if you've ever been to Pride. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't have. know if you've ever gone. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Have you ever heard of Pride? You ever heard of Pride Festival? Mm-hmm. It is one of the only places that I've ever felt completely comfortable with myself. Uh, yeah. Same here. Because everybody there is about like, you're, you expressing your true identity, who you are, yeah. and being comfortable with that and being so welcoming and yeah. accepting of whatever you however you identify you know you're not hurting anybody and you are just being yourself and that to me is like it you take that whole feeling and bottle it up and you put it into an hour-long show Mm -hmm. like a drag show and that's kind of the feeling you get they are you know when they're not beating the shit out of straight guys who are harassing them which is fucking awesome yeah which i wonder if i got that on video and posted that if these republicans would feel good about trying to silence them anymore (laughs) But like they, I mean, they really are uplifting entertainers. They are. Yeah. They're, it's, you know, it's a staple of the community. It's, you know, aside from, aside from going to pride, like, yeah, the feels and the vibes at drag shows are fucking great. Like it's, it's like a, a part, it's not just like entertainment. It's a celebration of queer culture. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just like disgusting what's happening right now it, it is. really is it's and you know unlaughable because again there's problems all over the place we have problems yeah that really need our help and i i worry because you know you think about the consequences are pretty big in my opinion when you start targeting communities like this you have things like the club q shooting that happened in november right right or pulse where for what is it 42 people died mm-hmm like that to me is what makes me nervous. I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I'm a little nervous about going to this drag show. Yeah. Who's going to be there? What are there going to be protests? People get fucking crazy. You don't know what, you know. Yeah. I mean, what was it just in the last couple of weeks? I saw footage on social media of a drag, like a drag brunch that was halfway outdoors and actual neo yeah. actual neo-Nazis showed up and were fucking throwing the Heil Hitler salute. It's swastikas and shit. Yeah. It's like, when did this, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fucked up. And, and I think, I, I don't know what, I, I have to tell you that when it comes to the issue of drag queens and gay people, but mostly drag queens, cause that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, 
I do think that for some, for straight men, these mm-hmm. people who are, uh, who are trying to pass this legislation and being, you know, being the most vocal about how horrible drag queens are. Mm -hmm. I actually think that drag queens for them are evidence that all of the values that they were taught and that they tried to hold on to what makes them valuable is bullshit Mm. because these men were taught as boys that their masculinity was critical. I was taught that I told you I was punished whenever I was in any way, showing like that effeminate side Mm -hmm. that my masculinity was more important and that I had to protect that because that was valuable. But now as an adult, these men are looking around and seeing that actually the men that embrace that feminine part of them, as far as even as far as being publicly drag queens that have this persona, they're celebrated. Yeah. Gay people are celebrated. Gay men are celebrated by, 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 uh, by society. Um, you know, queer eye is huge and people love that shit. You know, I think that they see that and that's an attack on them as far as they're concerned, because they realize everything that I was taught, the thing that I knew was valuable is actually worthless. And it's the only thing that I bring to the table, which is an incendiary thing for me to say, but I I do think, but I do think that most men come forward with their masculinity as the number one thing that I have to offer you. I'm offering you protection. If there's, especially talking to a woman, I'm offering you protection and support and, you know, all of this stuff. And any time that they start to see that women can do that for themselves yeah, or men who don't do that, who behave more the way that you would think a woman would, mm-hmm. who are celebrated, it's an attack that they are slowly becoming not necessary. And I think that scares the shit out of them. I also think that there's some closeted individuals. Oh, for sure. For sure. That are like... The one who screams about it the loudest is usually the one who wants to get it the most. I'm going to say something. Mm. And this... I could be hunted and killed for this. Okay. Ron DeSantis. Oh. Would love to grab his ankles. That boy is gay. (laughs) (laughs) My brother told me that the other day. That boy is gay. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he, I'm, I'm, when I hear him talk about it, that's what runs through my mind. And you know what? It makes me sad that maybe people who are closeted feel like they can't come out. That's sad that you feel like you can't do that. Um, that was a, not coming out as a choice you made though. That is a choice. I made, yeah. I made the choice to come out and it fucking sucked, but I was better than not coming out. Right. Right. I, then again, I wasn't like a public like politician at the time, but even still true. I lost a lot of friends and family and it fucking sucked, but yeah, I'm happier for it now. Yeah. Same. So let's do this in summary. In let's summary. summarize the lesson today. <laughs> Drag queens are amazing. Yes. And deserve every bit of praise and accolades that they ever receive because they are amazing. Yeah. Don't go to church. You'll be molested. Potentially, yeah. yeah. You have a way better chance <laughs> of ha- of getting something grabbed or your child molested in a fucking church compared to any drag show. Yeah. Drag shows are safe. If you want somebody, do you want to go somewhere safe with your kid? Drag, drag, drag story show. Hour. Yeah, drag story drag hour. Story. There you go. And, uh, do not take your children to drag shows. That is our space. No one went there to hang out with your fucking kid. Yeah, I do agree with that. Kids are not, listen, last bit, kids are not cool, all right? It's not cool to bring your kids somewhere that is adults only because everybody else is like, what the fuck is wrong what with you, you Linda? Yeah, take your fucking kid <laughs> it's back It's always home. Linda. It's always fucking Linda. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Until next time. Until next time. I think we're going to talk about like the top conspiracy theories uh, that are attached to the Clinton family. I can't wait. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. There's fish on the TV. Oh.
And one of them is different, but still accepted by all of them. That's today's lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Misinformation, a love story is hosted by Jeremiah Parker and Ashley Fournier. The show is produced by Lou J's Productions, LLC. Our cover art illustration is by Matt Parker at Pop Kill Art. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on Misinformation, a love story are host opinions and feature quotes from other media sources. The content in this podcast should not be taken as undisputable facts.